All right, race fans, Ryan Aho, and we got Puka. Puka, how you doing, man? Good to see you, buddy. Not too bad. <laughs> so, uh, deer hunting in full, uh, you know, full swing up here in northern Minnesota. Look. Yeah, absolutely. And oh, what were you saying there? I was gonna say it looked like you shot one. It's in the cooler behind you. Yeah, I got, I got a cool. I'm traveling. I got a cool, right? I ain't got no deer in here. I probably should, but. One thing I learned about deer hunting, or a few things, is I love I love the chase, I love the hunt, I love getting a big buck, but I hate mornings. Everybody that knows me, <laughs> I don't like mornings, right? I like the afternoon hunt, the evening hunt, or really the evening hunt. Oh, I can't say that. People might see that. I also, I don't like cold weather. I don't like blood. I mean, you might call me a pussy, whatever it is, what it is, but I, I just, I, I don't know. So I love eating venison. I'll let dad go shoot one, and I'll eat all the food. That's what we'll call that. So... But uh, hey, well, let's talk a little late model racing. You know, yeah. uh, you know, we talked a little bit about uh, a couple of the regions already. The Western Wisconsin, of course, the the Iron Range Twin Forks region. But another region, I would say this region right here probably had more racing than anybody in in all of our area this year because they really weren't shut down. And that's the South Dakota region. And and personally, Puka, I got to lot, watch a lot of races from that that area. Did you get to watch a lot this year yourself? Well, a little bit on Dirt Race Central there, specifically Watertown on you know, on the Sunday nights. So yeah, I, I I mean I consumed more South Dakota racing this year than I have in my life. You know, I've been to Aberdeen, I have not been to Huron, I have not been to Watertown. Uh, I think I was in Rapid City, South Dakota when I was really really young. But uh, but yeah, so that you know that Dirt Race Central coverage weekly. And, a, you know, fantastic track. We talked about it many times on the One to Go show. It was, you know, I think they had a pretty great year. Well, you know, I'm, I'm going to call out Terry Volt out there in Aberdeen. I mean, the, the guy's uh, he's a promoter, but, dude, it's 2020, right? We need to get, like, some online footage over there from Aberdeen because, honestly, like, I'm not driving 12 hours to Aberdeen to go watch racing. It ain't happening. I would, I would watch it online if we had it. But I, I'm not driving that far, and there's some really good racing over at the Brown County Speedway, and they got some big specials. But let's talk about some of the drivers. We're actually in the process here of breaking down the seasons for, you know, some of the best drivers, of best seasons of 2020. We're going to actually recap the top 25. We're going to break that down once we're done doing this. And uh, no particular order here. I got a handful of names that came to mind. And, uh, Puka, let's start with one of the rookie hot shoes over there. Cole Searing. Now, he didn't even start racing late models until right before the Rumble, okay? So, I mean, he was in a Super. He was in a Midwest Mod. He won the Midwest Mod National Championship last year. And, and quite frankly, he says, you know what? I, I kind of got bored. You know, he goes, I, I kind of like that chase. I like being able to, you know, in talented race car driver, 20 shows is all he had. And he had one DNF, one DQ. Him and uh, David McDonald were playing a little kissy face over in Huron. And uh, both of them got DQ'd after the race. I don't know what happened there. But in his second or third race, I think it might have been his third race, he goes to the Rumble, right? Biggest race of the year out there, 10000 to win. Stacked field of cars. Legitimate shot to win that deal. Like, he came from 6th, uh, 7th, somewhere in that neighborhood. And he got maybe further back. But he got inside of Becker for the lead, hit a tractor tire, rolled the nose underneath, fell, fell back, got fourth in a one-feature win on the air. And he got fourth over at the King of Dirt, started fifth row, and that deal looked really good at I-94. 
Seventh at the sites. He was never really a factor at the sites, but he ran well. Third at the Big uh, Big Buck Nationals over there. Fifteen top fives out of the 18 that you could qualify. 20 total shows, but uh, 15 out of 18 in the top five. This kid's going to be fun to watch next year. What did you see personally out of Cole Searing? Yeah, well, like you said, that's an impressive staff. 75% of his races in uh, the top five. And I did not know that he started racing the late model right before uh, uh, the, what are they, the, what's the 10,000 to win show that uh, Dakota rumble rumble rumble. I was going to say <laughs> this is some South Dakota nationals, <laughs> the rumble. Uh, so, uh, so I, I did not know that stat, but yeah, this is a guy, obviously, you know, national champ of the Midwest mod, uh, you know, obvi- even more successful. I was going to say, I give this guy an A for the year, even, you know, probably an A plus being that he started mid year. I think he's got a high, high cap. My prediction on, on this young man is I'm going to go out there right now on the limb and say he will have the most wins next year in that region for a late model in this whole region people were talking about uh, just because obviously if you're a former national champion and if you're learning this quickly he's super committed right he's got to be super committed so um you know another kind of young gun in the late models in our sport in the wazota area so good to see so like i said i would give him uh an a for the year a plus for the year knowing what i know now and like i said a very very high cap he's got a lot a lot of a lot of room to grow Absolutely, and and uh, the thing is, he's a guy that for whatever reason he's not a huge fan of Watertown. You know, he didn't go to the Autumn Classic at the end of the year. I kind of give a little grief about that. He's like, there's no points, there's no nothing. He said the car is in good shape. We're gonna just kind of take the rest of the year off, and we're gonna start rolling the beginning of next year. But mark my words, he is going to be a contender um, for the national championship. And the reason I say that is he's a guy that he knows how to do it. He's traveled. He likes to race a lot of shows. And, and keep in mind, 75% of his shows were in the top five. They got the point average lineup out there. So looking back at my race pass, he actually had the pass his way. He typically had the worst starting position. So he was driving by people to make that happen. So good year out there for Cole Searing. And another guy I don't really have on the list here that I sent you, so I'm throwing you a curveball here, <laughs> our buddy over there. And it brought to mind because I see the dirt track supply deal. I mean, we, we can't have we can't talk about South Dakota racing without talking about dirt track supply, right, out in Watertown, South Dakota. So we've got to talk about Trevor Anderson. He didn't run a lot of late model shows. 14 shows total, four top fives on the year, a pair of seconds, and uh, he got a two-fifths as well. But they, Aberdeen had a 2,000 a win show uh, partway through the year there. I think it was uh, end of June, and he runs second in that deal. You know, so he's an up-on-the-wheel kind of guy. He's, he looked really good in the mod, and, you know, not a big body of work, not a huge amount of top fives, no wins, but he's going to be somebody to keep an eye on. Kind of fun to watch Trevor. Yeah, yeah, and I got to watch him. And that was the prelude to the Rumble, was that 2000 The Wind Show. They had the prelude to the Rumble that preceded the, the Rumble. But, yeah, I, I, like I said, so I got to watch him in Watertown, uh, you know, just about every week there. And, yeah, like I said, guy likes to get up on the wheel, definitely an aggressive driver, uh, you know, likes to top a lot. So, yeah, I think I think he'll get better as he goes. Is this, is this his rookie year in a late model? I feel like he ran a little bit last year as well. Um, I don't know that for sure. I don't think he was a rookie. I think he ran a handful of shows or so the year before also. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, you know, if he can catch on to the mod, he'll catch on to the lane. Obviously, if he's doing both, even better to get more laps. And, uh, yeah, I think he'll be just fine. Like I said, uh, you know, I guess 
don't know if I really watched it had a good sample of him the whole year, but I don't know. What do you think? A B for him for a grade? I, I'd probably give him a B minus C plus, you know, I mean, not, I mean, not a lot of top fives. He ran well. I remember one race in particular, him and Morgan Ward were chucking sliders back and forth and she got the better of him in that one. I'm like, man, Trevor's good at chucking sliders and Morgan kind of give him all she could, all he could handle there. So but uh, fun to watch. He's an up on the wheel. He's not a finesse guy. He likes to charge the cushion. So kind of an exciting guy to watch, so to speak. Yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah, definitely exciting. Another guy here, Puka, this is a guy here that we, you know, over in our area, we, it's just not a name we hear a lot, right? I've never really heard this name. I didn't know him. I got to meet him over uh, later this year or later in the year when I was out in Watertown is Kurt Kranz. Um, did you get a chance to watch Cran's race a little bit this year? I got some stats on him, and I, I'm fairly impressed with the season that he had. Yeah, see, I that is a guy. There's a couple of guys on the list that I am just not familiar with, and and Kurt is one of them. So I'm gonna I'm just gonna throw it back to you. You know, uh, tell our viewers, teach me a few things. I mean, 38 shows, but it's a guy I just I don't know. Yeah, 38 shows. He does. He parked in Victory Lane three times, two of them at Miller, one of them over at the Brown County Speedway in Aberdeen, 14 top fives on the year. So he was solid. He was, a, you know, he's crossing the scales pretty regularly. Third in points over at Miller. He got second in points at the Casino Speedway. So a very solid year for Kranz in what I consider one of the stoutest groups, like core groups of late model racers. They got a good group of drivers out there in the late models. He performed very well, and actually over at the Autumn Classic, I think on the second day he got by Arment, and I think he got third in that deal, I, I believe. I think that's correct. I, I, I might be wrong on that, but I think he ran pretty good there. But uh, I tell you, he actually – I was impressed with him and impressed with his season, and it was kind of a quiet year. It wasn't somebody that was flashy running up. You didn't, I didn't hear a lot about him, but just looking at his stats, I'm pretty impressed. Yeah, very good, very good. Now, now we're going to get back to the rookies, right? We talk about, for whatever it is, the rookies over there impressed. This guy here, Tyler McDonald, he had, a, he had a good year. I know you got to watch him. Plus, not only did you get to watch him on Dirt Race Central, he made his way over to the Cedar Lake Speedway. You got to watch him there. So I'm going to let you share a little bit uh, on Tyler McDonald, the 5M ride. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of hardcore late model guys who didn't know Tyler McDonald, didn't know who the guy was, didn't know he existed until August 7th of 2020 when he comes to Cedar Lake. You know, I didn't even know who he was. You know, of course, knew who his dad was. Uh, but, yeah, you know, he set out, he took off, uh, started up front, but took off in that in that Wazota slash NASCAR, whatever you want to call it, main event. Uh, he ended up getting uh, passed by, of course, uh, uh, Glenn's. Of course, everyone's getting passed by Glenn's. And Giassi, I believe he finished third on that first night. But, uh yeah oh fifth yeah he got a pair of fifths at that deal okay. which two top fives at the usa nationals with that core group that that's that's good to see. and first and rookie and first trip so yeah again you know another guy you know he's got his dad to lean on another guy that's got a pretty pretty high cap in my opinion you know 26 events 16 top fives seven feature wins you know you gotta you gotta give the guy a guy with seven feature wins you gotta kind of give him an a for the year that's pretty impressive yeah, and at four different tracks, right? He won at I-90, Casino, Miller, and Aberdeen. <clears throat> now, fifth at the uh, Big Buck Nationals, he got third. Miller had a 2,000-win show the same weekend as that prelude to the Rumble. He got yeah. third at that deal. 
I'm gonna have to do a little digging. Him and his dad both skipped the Dakota Rumble. Yes, because I remember doing the show talking about that. We were kind of wondering why, you know, was there a wedding or something? You know, that might have might have happened. I'm have to di- yeah, I'm gonna have to dig into that because both of them are contenders. Both of them are very good. Tyler had a fantastic year. You have a ten thousand a win show in your backyard. I mean, he's from here on Aberdeen, an hour-ish up the road. And he's not there, so I'm not really sure why. It could have been a family commitment of some kind of deal. I'm not really sure. But uh, to park that baby in Victory Lane seven times out of 26 shows, you're the numbers guy of the group here, Puka. What percentage is that? What's that, about 60%, I'd say? 61? You want me to well, do math? Twenty? No, that's like 20, 23%, isn't it? Seven. What seven am I doing? Seven out of 26. Yeah, because 7 out oh, of 28 yeah, 27%, would be 25. 27%. Yeah, so that's solid. Yeah, 7 out of 28 would be 25%. You know, you're, you're approaching 30% of the times you're out there in a late model and you're parking in Victory Lane. And a that's rookie. not too shabby. And a rookie. And, but what's interesting with him, Puka, is I'm not sure where to – I would rate his season A, 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 A minus, somewhere in that neighborhood. Um, he's not somebody that's hungry, right? And – He's more passionate about, and nothing wrong with this, right? But it's a late model show, so for our show, there is something wrong with this. But he's a he's a family guy. His focus is on farming. He wants to make money, and you know that he's just not that guy that's like super hungry. Cole Searing, that dude's hungry. He right. wants to race. Tyler McDonald, massive amounts of talent, doesn't want to race. And in my last, I guess the only time I saw him in person this year. He was exciting, and Yard sailed somebody into the concrete, uh, Ryan Ingalls over there, and they, I think words were exchanged, and some drama happened, and he's like, I ain't even come, he didn't come the next day, like, he was, yes. like, so upset he didn't come back, so that kind of, I'm like, uh, you know, that that got to me, I think that got him booted out of the top ten of the power rankings at the time, is what that yeah, did. I remember but, speaking uh, about that in the show, you know, the missing the rumble, they're not coming back, you know, the, the, yeah, the commitment level, like I said, you know, he races for fun, obviously not wrong with that, but like I said, somebody like Cole Searing, a guy like you, you guys are up and down the road. You are much more serious. Yeah. But looking at the numbers, I tell you, he, he had a good year. So I hope he starts taking it more serious because as a race fan, I want to watch a guy like him. He's, he's hard on the pedal. He wants to win. He races hard. And uh, he, he might shred some tin, and I like that. <laughs> to me, I'm like, that's a quality. I don't want to see somebody out there being a diva. I want to see somebody ripping the quarter panel off. I kind of like that myself. So <clears throat> now let's talk about this next guy here. This guy here flat out knows how to win, right? Um, he had the most wins out of everybody in the South Dakota region. Started out red, red hot, and he was your reigning national champion, none other than Chad Becker, Puka, I'll let you start. What did you get out of Becker this year? Yeah, I would kind of compare like that. So, again, saw him race more than ever, paid more attention than him than ever. I would kind of compare him to, like, the Pat Door of over maybe in that Wisconsin area. You know, most wins. You know, he won the most money by, by capturing the Rumble, you know, taking the $10,000. Uh, what, two championships? Let me look at my notes here. What do you have? Two? Yeah, most a couple of track championships. So, most wins, most money, you know, spent most of the year – or, or I shouldn't say most of the year, he spent the most time of any driver number one in our power rankings for the year. So, yeah, I would say, you know, I, I definitely an a, a season for Chad Becker. 
Yeah, and, and I would rate him a little bit lower than that. I would rate him as a B. I'm, I'm going to give him a B plus. Okay, and I'm, I'm going to just because he kind of as good as he started out, he tapered off. Yeah, For whatever reason, from like early July around that Rumble time, he won the Rumble, right? And then like a week or two after that, he just kind of tapered off. He still had a win or two after that, but he just never was from that point forward. I don't know what happened. Somebody said that he wrecked his car and maybe there was something there. I'm not sure, but it just like he started so strong and then it was like, boom, just kind of flatlined. And uh, he, he has wins at five tracks. He got a pair of seconds at Miller and Casino at the five grand to win sh- or the, the two grand to win shows over there. 45 events, 31 top fives, which is solid, right? Nine wins out of 45. But the eye test, just the eye test, right? Like, I, you know, in no disrespect to Chad, he's a hell of a race car driver, multi-time national champion. But when Cole Searing came to race, I think Searing, as a rookie, jumping into the car was faster than Becker basically every night the rest of the year. And I'm like, you know, Scott Ward, I thought he was faster than Becker. I thought that, you know, a lot of these guys just, Becker was there, he was consistent, but he was missing something. And I'm not really sure what it was. Hopefully he gets it back together. He will. You know, he's a, he's a solid, solid, formidable force out there. But uh, I wouldn't give him that straight A, maybe an A minus. I would probably lean more towards a B plus just because you expect a guy like that to to excel as the season goes on and he kind of regressed as the season went yeah, on. Yeah, that's so, another that's another way of comparing to Pat Dorr where we kind of talked about Dorr started out hot yeah. and had that midseason slump except Chad just kind of hockey sticked. He's you know, he went down and he just, you know, we're we're Door veed off and that you know finished the year real strong with a couple of what what, what three four invite wins or whatever went sl- yeah. slept Labor Day Casperier so and then Ogilvy so we end up with All four yep. like I said Becker just kind of so yeah but still nine wins you know very impressive um, right like I said you know he won the most money a uh, couple of what what do you see here two or three or two or three track championships what do you have here yeah he had a pair of them one at Miller yeah, one at Casino he got fourth so. over at Brown County. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to stick to my A, but I can see what you're saying on a B as far as that eye test expectation from a former national champ. Yep. Now, well, let's move on. We talked about Tyler McDonald. Let's move on to Dad, the 52X. 32 events, 15 top fives on the year. Now, he only got one win. That was over at Miller. Um, but his, I would say his strong point, Puka, of the year, looking back at the results, looking back at his season, is he didn't race the Rumble. Okay, for whatever reason, I don't know what they had going on that weekend, but prior to that, they had that prelude to the Rumble, and then Miller had a show, Casino had a show. They were all two grand to win, and he actually rolled off a third, a fourth, and a third in those three shows. So when the money was on the line out there, he came to play. He was good, but uh, not quite as impressive. Um, just he, he was there. He's a good runner. I think he's more focused on the kid. Um I'd give him maybe a I'd B minus type deal. What would you give him? Yeah, I, I'd give him a C. I think, uh, you know, and I like Dave and I got to, you know, Dave followed the challenge series maybe 10, 15 years ago. So he came in the area, got to watch him a little bit, actually talked to him for the first time ever at the USA Nationals this year. Uh, but yeah, I think he's one of those guys that, you know, I've said it before with the, like a John Kent, another guy I really like. I'd say Kanta has maybe three wins left. You know, that that's kind of where he's at. Dave McDonald, I'm kind of thinking that's where he's at. Maybe just a few wins. It's it's getting tougher. Like I said, you got 
you know, you got a searing, you got other, you know, other, another young person we're going to talk about uh, l- later in the list, a couple of them actually, you know, so I think it's going to get tougher. Like I said, concentrate more on the kid. Um, but so I, I'd give him a solid, uh, you know, a solid C. Uh, but like, like I said, I like Dave a lot. Like I said, I, you know, like I said, I was, I, I was happy when he, we followed, when he followed the challenge series, got to watch him over here. It was great. Yeah, absolutely. No, we can't talk about South Dakota racing without mentioning the former national champs, right? So, Kurt Galling, there's a guy that you just, uh, he's just not there much anymore. Um, 21 events is all he ran. He didn't race all that terribly much. 10, you know, 10 top five. So, he ran, it's not like he was bad. I mean, he was in the top five about half the time, but no wins, right? You know, weird for me to see the 18, not parking in victory lane. In fact, the one night early in the year, I don't know if you remember this, we talked, I think we might have even posted footage on the show. He actually was leading and his tire fell off. <laughs> remember that over in a casino? I so, that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know if something broke or what happened, but it's like, man, this dude here, he's won a ton of races out there. And it, it kind of like, to me, he's almost like Tim McMahon, right? Except Tim's, Tim's still winning. You know, Tim's still winning. Kurt's not winning. You know, Tim's won a ton of stuff. You know, he's been super successful, but he's kind of tapering a little bit. Kurt Gelling, he's tapering. And I just don't know if the hunger's there. His kid's getting into late model racing, so maybe that's it. I'm not sure. He did get seventh at the Rumble, and he did get second at the Big Buck Nationals. Did you get a chance? I mean, you probably didn't get a chance to really watch him much because he wasn't at Casino. Right, no, but I remember following Kurt uh, a little bit you know, well, like I said, when he was racing hard, I mean, he would be a guy that would come over to the USA Nationals too. And then, of course, doing double duty a lot, racing a mod and a late model. So, yeah, I think, I mean, you know, you look at you look at a guy closer to our, like a Daryl Nelson, you know, there's not that many guys that race not only this many years, but stick at it, not winning and racing two classes, you know, and, and, and Gelling did that for, a, I think Gelling's more normal where <laughs> Daryl Nelson's maybe more like an Ironman, you know, where it's like, you know, he just, like I said, he's, he's went hard, kids getting into it. Uh, you know, the cool thing I thought with Gelling, the coolest thing this year was that duel they did at the Rumble with him, him and Kantar Mench just had the two on the track. I remember that rivalry in the late 90s, early 2000s. Those two were going at it all the time. So, yeah, I mean, I would give him a C, but like I said, you know, he's probably happy with a C. You know, I, you know, I don't know what his expectations are. And like I said, how hard he really wants to go. He's won everything. He's got the national titles probably just racing for fun now competitive side might be just kind of fading a bit yeah you know and it's hard to it's hard to picture that somebody that's won as many races as him it's hard to picture that kind of fading of the competitive side and it's like if you get to that point and i and he might be he might be to that point i have not talked to him i'll do that this winter but he might be to that point where he's transitioning off and he's going to be like you know what let's focus on the kid racing I don't know, but I'm gonna, we're going to have to have that conversation with the, with the former champ. Now, let's talk about another former champ here. And, and this guy here, I did talk to him, and admittedly, he's like, you know what, I just, I'm not as hungry as I used to be. I kind of like taking Sundays off. I, I kind of do. And we're talking about none other than Showtime, Kent Armen. And, uh, again, 21 shows. That's all he ran. But 16 of them were in the top five. Now, two of them shows there, Puka, one of them was at DNF, and one of them, for whatever reason, he didn't even start the feature. I don't know if he had engine issues. So, really, out of 19 feature races that he finished, 16 were in the top five. And uh, 
four feature wins on the year. He did win the track championship over at Aberdeen. And uh, you can talk about a little bit of a few other things that he did there. I'll kind of let you chime in. What's your thoughts on uh, the nine ride? Yeah, well, we've talked about, I mean, I think the two things that really stick out for me this year with him was we talked about him numerous times on the show that he runs a Longhorn and we just don't see many Wazota guys running a Longhorn. And, you know, he finds some success in that. Um, and didn't he put the promoter's hat on a little bit? Isn't he kind of involved with Aberdeen just a little bit now? So, you know, he's got another element out there. Uh, like you said, yeah, he's just not as hungry. Another, again, talking about Kurt Gelling, talking about Daryl Nelson, another guy, like I said, drove a late model. Drove a modified. I remember when they used to have, didn't they have bounties on him at Watertown at one time because they just, no one could beat him um, at Casino Speedway. So again, probably just getting to be time, maybe transitioning a little bit more into spending some of that mental energy on the promotion side now, more so than, you know, being in the garage and figuring out how to shave another half second off the lap time. Yeah, I, I don't think he, I think he is definitely involved over there, but I think there's certain aspects of it. Like, I don't want anything to do with that. Um, it, they got Terry to take care of most of the stuff that's not fun, right? He doesn't want to deal with all that. But, uh, you know, the rumble, he just – yeah, I don't know if he went off the track or something happened at the rumble where I think he had to come from the back. He got eighth, um, which I think he had a lot higher expectations than that. So it was disappointing for him. But um, the prelude to the rumble and then that two grand to win show at Miller, he won them back to back. And then what was weird to me, there, there was three that weekend. Remember he took Sunday off. Yeah. He won two grand at Aberdeen, two grand at Miller. Didn't even race Sunday. I'm like, what? Who does that? You know? And he's like, ah, I just didn't feel like it. And it was funny. He's like, I didn't even put new tires on. He goes, I probably should have, but he goes, I, he goes, I just don't care anymore. Yeah. Whatever. And uh, fourth at the big buck, uh, big buck classic. And he got a pair of top fives over there at the autumn classic not that impressive in Watertown when he went. It was good to see him there, but he got a third and a fourth, and the next guy we're going to talk about kind of made him look a little silly there. But uh, overall, I think a pretty solid year. I mean, very consistent. I mean, the guy was in the top five all the time. He's always in the conversation, and he always will be. I mean, he's, in my mind, you know, and everybody's got their opinions, I would say he's probably the best ever to come out of the state of South Dakota. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, I agree with that there. Yeah, it's him, it's him or Gelling, you know. Unless you want to go way back to maybe John Bay. I don't know if John Bay did that kind of that kind of winning, but uh, yeah, I would, I would agree. He's he's definitely up there in the conversation of greatest all time from South Dakota. Well, this next guy we're going to talk about, his fans are going to be pissed at you for putting Gelling ahead of him, <laughs> and uh, we're going to talk about the wild child here, Scott Ward. We got to see him a lot this year. We got to see a lot of his stuff. What did you get out of the Scott Ward season? Yeah, well, a guy that got, uh, you know, might be the first ever South Dakota driver that got voted into the fans fund over at the USA Nationals. So not only did we get to see him a lot on Dirt Race Central, but, you know, got to see him live and in person at one of, you know, one of the biggest late model events here in the Midwest. I would say overall an A season, just solid. You know, if he was a major league sports guy, you know, coming off a year like this, being, I think he's, he's around that, I've always said that racers peak somewhere around 50-ish. You know, I, I think that that's when they... Don't, don't these trains know that we're trying to do the show what, here? I'm I saying, what, the sound what the hell is wrong with these people? Like, like I should have put a sign out there, do not interrupt. Um, we're in set, we're in uh, viewership right now, or we're in, we're airing our show. So, but yeah, we got a train going by there. So, yeah. 
Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll let you get back to that. Yeah, we, it's it's not too bad. The horn was a little bit bad. Other than that, it's fine. But uh, like I said, so if he was a if he was an athlete, he was if, you know if he was in the NFL, this would be the time to go for that big, long contract. I think I think we're going to see a lot of winning out of him over the next year or two. I think he's right at the peak of his career, and of course he's got you know his daughter coming through too. But um, like I said, I would give him you know a solid A. And, you know, like I said, it's time. He's peaking. It's time for the big contract. Go to his agent. So his season, to me, interesting. Interesting, right? Checkers or records? Kind of remind me of the old Ron Jones. He, he got first at the, at the Casino Speedway at their two grand to win show. Won both nights of the Autumn Classic. Um, he won the Big Buck Nationals. He was in the conversation. He was battling up there in the top three at the Rumble. Overheated engine issues. It's like... He'd either win DNF, win DNF, win DNF, and it's like, what in the world? So he had a very hard time. Like, if he's chasing points, like something like a series, with soda national points, they take your best 30 shows. So you can have 50 shows, have 20 DNFs, and still win, right? But if you're if you're following a series where they take all your shows, like say like the World of Outlaws or Lucas Oil, where they count them all, he wouldn't even be in the conversation because the guy can't finish half the time. So I don't know if that's on him or I don't know what, what's going on behind the scenes there, but that's a problem. That's a problem. But when he's on the racetrack and things are running well, the eye test is like, this dude's bolting. I mean, he is absolutely rocket ship fast and uh, eight wins on the year. He also ran. So he won at casino in Aberdeen. But he ran, he kind of bounced around. He had a bunch of World of Outlaw shows, four of them, I believe, he ran. Yep. And then he ran some tri state shows, too. And he had one tenth in there in a DNF. Other than that, it was a second, a pair of thirds, and a fourth. So he ran well at the tri state stuff. Rumor has it that he was going to run for the national championship this year. And rumor has it that if everything comes back to normal, whatever that is anymore, right, <laughs> that, that he has the plans of running for a Wissota national title in 2020. That'd be cool. There, there could, yeah, that, you know, they got a good little deal going on over there too because they get three nights a week, right? So right. they got, you know, just like the Northern guys do. <laughs> so them South Dakota guys, when they come, when they race for the national championship, they're always in the conversation. And as long as he can stay on the racetrack, Man, he he's got a shot. So I on I think I'm kind of with you. You know, it's kind of I don't know where to kind of rate the DNFs in there. I mean, I'd have to kind of go through to see how many DNFs he had. It was a bunch, but if I don't give him a straight A grade, it's definitely an A minus. But it's it's solid. He had he had a good season. He was fun to watch. Well, well, those those DNFs might have helped him a little bit. You know, eight wins. Like I said, point percentage starts when your checkers are wreckers. You know, the night you're on the record, the next week you're starting a little bit better. You know, I should almost have you drive up a little bit, Ryan. The The sun is really putting a glare coming through your window. Can you drive and turn to your right just to maybe – drive like two feet and turn to your right. Turn to your right a little bit more. We'll, we'll try that. We'll try that. Yeah, it's just that sun is really starting to come – oh, there. Well, now it's right on the other side of you. <laughs> It's on the right side of you. It's really coming. I see that. Right. I see that. Well, yeah, that's a little, little bit uh, Yeah. There we go. There. That's better. There's still a little bit, but it's it's much better. There we go. Well, it's the halo. Everybody knows I had a halo over my head. That, that's that's what that is there. So hopefully that's better. So yeah, overall I think Ward had a good year. But now let's go ahead. 
and I got to find my spot here. We talked about Scott Ward. We'll get back to another rookie here. Okay, not a not a huge amount of success, but you know, if we talk about South Dakota. You got to mention Morgan Ward. You know, 24 events for her there, Puka, five top fives. So she ran well. She got three seconds on the year, and one of them was at the Autumn Classic. And and honestly, she was she was faster than Dad. Okay. The problem is she got caught up in a first lap altercation, bent her toe out about six inches, and, and she actually drove by that on the bottom, showed him the fast lane, yellow, and he got next to her, yellow came out, which gave him the lead, but I, I was pretty impressed. She's kind of fun to watch. Yeah, that was a memorable one. And then you sent a clip, like, I didn't know who she was. It was middle of the summer, and you, you sent, it was on a weekend, where just, hey, do you know who Morgan Ward is? I said, no. And you sent a little clip. And I can't remember who she was battling with. And you said, this is Scott Ward's daughter. What is her age about? Uh, she's in her mid-20s. So 25. Okay, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I mean. I, I, think, I think that's right. Okay. I remember watching that clip. I'm like, yeah, she wasn't backing down. She was bad fast. And, and uh, yeah, I think for a rookie year, pretty damn good. Yeah, and she's not afraid. I mean, in my, in your in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, a no offense, right? But you, you think girls in a car, they're just going to be patient and smoother. She's up on the wheel. She's yeah. a slide jobber. She'll dice and cross over. So she's a, she's a talented race car driver, and uh, it's going to be fun. So three really solid rookies rolling into 2021. Now, let's talk about another guy. This is a guy here you probably don't know much about, but uh, David Carlson, guy down there from here on. Um, did you get a chance to really take a good look at his season this year? Well, that's another guy that I just do not know anything about. I couldn't even tell you his number. So uh, it's like the other gentleman we talked about earlier. I do not know anything about David Carlson, but it's pretty impressive. He found a way to get 40 shows in. 40 so He ran a bunch. Yeah, he ran, I mean, he ran Casino, Miller, and Aberdeen weekly. And uh, 40 shows, 22 of them were in the top fives. He did get a win over at Miller and solid. He's not, he's not that charger, high side hustler. But he's a, a solid, consistent kind. Of, you know who he reminds me of watching him is Jody Olson. Oh yeah. So just just steady, yep. always there, not a banger, easy on equipment, consistent. You know, doesn't usually charge by a bunch of guys, but he doesn't fade a lot. So if he gets a good starting position, he runs pretty well. Um, that's kind of how I picture him. Just a consistent guy, and, and the points showed it. He got fourth over at Casino, fourth at Miller, third in Aberdeen. And uh, looking at that, that weekend we talked about, kind of their big weekend where they had three, two random win shows, he got a fourth, a fifth, and a fourth there. So he ran in the top five at all three of the two random win shows, ninth at the Big Buck Nationals. He didn't finish the Rumble, fourth and a sixth at the Autumn Classic. So, so he's always kind of lurking around that fourth to sixth spot. That's kind of like his home. Not extremely like winning a bunch of races, but a I mean, over half his races were in the top five. You can't complain. Yeah, right, right, exactly. A model of consistency there. Yeah, I'd, I'd give him Puka. If I had to give him a grade, I think I'd give him a, a good solid B. I would I would agree. Now, another one of the young guns over there, you got a pair of seconds in points. You got second at Miller, second at Aberdeen, is Josh Korcheski. okay? Now, this guy here, he, I mean, he looked pretty darn good at the beginning of the year. Quit racing casino. He said it just for whatever reason, too hard to race Sunday nights and get up for work on Monday, What you know, whatever. That's his deal. 31 events, 15 top fives, three wins on the year, two at Miller, one at Aberdeen. 
What did you see out of the two riders? Yeah, a guy that I did not know anything about. And I remember early in the year you saying, you know, keep an eye on this guy. So like I said, 15 shows or 31 shows, 15 top five, simple math, about 50% of his shows in the top five, you know, would have been a great year to have national points and, and uh, have that tabulated. Uh, like I said, a couple of uh, seconds and points, three wins. Uh, I, another guy, I think uh, like Searing, I think his cap is high, even higher yet. So uh, like I said, a young guy. So uh, very impressive. I'm glad I kind of know to watch him now. Like I said, I had no clue who he was heading into the year here. Yeah, I personally, Josh, if you're watching this, I want to see you perform better when the money's on the line. Okay. Um, I don't know what all happened. There's usually storylines behind it, DNFs. What I don't know all the details, but on those that weekend where they had the three two grand to win shows, no top fives six at the big buck nationals at home there um yeah he did he headed up to the site so kudos for heading up there he made the show um got 15th up at the sites um went to the stampede hard to really say much about jamestown because it was rubber i mean it's hard to you know um he got sixth at the rumble which is just outside the top five and he made his way to jamestown for the nlra show which they had a stout group for that and he did rattle off a fourth place finish there so about half the time in the top five, he got a few wins on the year, needs to perform better when the money's on the line. I'm going to give him a B. Um, I think I think I expect more out of the two. Yeah, I would say to a B, just because, like I said, his cap is higher. His cap is higher. Now, this next guy here, this one's hard to rate. Um, this is kind of the last guy we'll talk about because he's not – he only ran nine with soda shows. He, he mainly – he followed the Tri-State Late Model Series, um, which was 20 shows this year and he won the championship. So, you know, congratulations on getting that done. 13 top fives in that series, um, 12 straight. At one point, he had 12 straight top fives in that series. And he does have one win on the year, one over at Wagner. And we're talking about, I'm going to let you go ahead and say his name. because Blair Nothter. Yeah, yeah, Blair Nothter. Yeah, and I I think that's kind of how, oh, we got to get back on. I think that's how it's spelled, but I think it's like, I think it's really I think you say it Nordorf. Nordorf, okay. It's, yeah, or I I'm gonna find out. I'm gonna have to talk to this kid because I've heard his name pronounced a bunch of different ways, and we'll uh, we'll have to get it right here eventually. So we'll apologize for that. 19 years old. Sounds like he's got some pretty good backing behind him. He did get second there, Puka, and I didn't realize this until I was looking at his stats. He did get second at the Rumble. You know, so that's pretty solid. But, uh, you know, what? what's interesting about him is he's racing a lot of open stuff, right? I mean, you, you mentioned to me that he went to the Dome. He went to the Wild West deal in Arizona. He went to Golden Isles last year. He went to East Bay. He went to Volusia, right? So he's racing all that big stuff. He only made one show, but 19 years old, really got no experience probably – yeah, I mean, there was some very, very, very good race car drivers that didn't make the show at those shows, right? So it just is what it is. Um, but I think he had like 60 shows, 16 top fives out of 60. Not a good percentage there. Um, but he does get he does get a bump for winning the Tri-State Late Model Series Championship. Um, you know, I think I be- my belief is in that area, the top guys are kind of the Wasota guys, so to speak. But I, I think he's got aspirations of maybe running more open type stuff. So I think he's just trying to 
kind of bounced around and hit different things, but um, you just you just love talking about him. I'm going to let you kind of talk about what did you see out of him? Well, like I said, the first I had ever heard of him was at the Dome, you know, coming up on a year ago because I saw, you know, an entrant from South Dakota, you know, and I thought, who the heck is this? And I know we talked about him just a little bit last December on the show. But like I said, for our rankings, he has a little bit of a wild card. He kind of was all year. Uh, you know, because he's just in and out and he's everywhere. He reminds me a lot of Joel Kreiderman back when Joel Kreiderman was real serious about racing. If there was a show he was getting hit at, I mean, this kid, 60 shows, 60 shows. That's pretty impressive. So at 19 years old, you're doing 60 shows. I mean, you race those kind of numbers of shows. He had to have gotten better this year, right? I mean, that's one thing we know, you know, you're racing 60 shows. Clearly, like you had mentioned, there's some money behind him there. Um, But yeah, like I said, you know, he's got big balls. He's not afraid, like I said, to go travel, race with the best. Uh, you never know who you're going to talk to and learn a little bit of this or learn a little bit of that. You know, could turn your season around or get you faster for the month or what have you. So, but yeah, you like, and I, Blair, I'm still, I've, I've asked you many times out there, I'm still waiting for the shirt because you've got the coolest name in racing. Uh, we just got to get it, pronu- how to pronounce it right. But even Blair is a pretty damn cool first name for a race car driver. Yeah, he ain't gonna give us a shirt, Puka, until we know how to say his dang name, yeah. right? I mean, that, that that may start there. So we need that. We need to probably learn that, um, because one, I guess we'll we'll sum it up by saying this. You know, we talk a lot about late model racing's kind of dying, especially get over to Wisconsin with sort of late model racing dying. It is hot and heavy right. in South Dakota, yeah. and and not only is I mean they get a good solid group of cars. But they got some young guns. We're talking about Blair here. You got Tyler McDonald, Cole Searing, Morgan Ward, Skorchaski. Right. I mean, there's some young guns, and and Chase Galling, right? I mean, yeah. he's a young, he's a young kid. Was he a rookie, I believe, this year too, or maybe second year? Yeah, he might have been. I forgot about him because he was at Jamestown too with his dad. That's right. Yeah. So yeah. Chase Galling is a guy that we didn't. Yeah, uh, I I think it might be his rookie year. So I think it's the first year I've heard of him. And did I see? a daughter of our men's getting in his car. Maybe it was just a photo op or something, but I thought I saw something on Facebook this summer and maybe it was just a joke or some sort of, you know, something, but I was kind of like, Oh geez, here we go again. You know? I No, I think she, I, I don't know the whole story. I remember seeing what you're seeing. We'll find out. We'll do a little digging on that, but racing is strong over there. Um, good car counts. They got some, they got some quality invitationals, you know, some bigger paying shows, and, and I'm excited for the future of late model racing over in the state of South Dakota, um, not only because they have a good quality group, but there, there's some people that are really fun to watch over there. And I'm thankful that Dirt Race Central catches the action. At least they catch it over at Watertown, which in my opinion is the best track over there anyway, because it's a turn and burn quarter mile. I call it the, the Fairberry of South Dakota. I love that place. But, uh, you know, we're going to, it's going to take a little bit of work to kind of break these ones down because there's some solid, consistent drivers that there's some top 25 guys for sure in this group. Cool. Some of the people that we talked about are for sure going to be top 25 and top 10, you know, and we'll have to see how much further it's going to do a little homework here, but, uh, pretty excited about watching these guys yeah and the one thing is you know those guys especially those guys that are running that three nights a week i know from my experience anyway that aberdeen every time i had been there it was a very racy place watertown you can see is very racy so you know there's i i don't think you get a lot of lucky wins out there you know you got to race pretty hard because the tracks are racy if you're not fast there's going to be somebody fast and they're going to get around you 
Yeah, and you t- you mentioned you did mention Ward. <clears throat> you talked about Scott Ward maybe got some of them wins because of DNFs and the point average, but he won some specials, right? Yeah. He won a lot of specials, and those were not the point average deal. Those were draw redraw type deal where he was starting with the the other fast cars. So they weren't they weren't all give me's, and and that's something that I'm gonna we're gonna do a little homework on here as we break down the top 25 is we're going to weigh their wins, right? We're going to look at their wins and we're going to weigh them. Where did they start? How many cars did they pass? What was their, you know, average car count? Who were they racing against when they got these wins? So, so them are some things that are going to weigh in to the top 25, not just pure numbers, but more of the analyzing those numbers to really see, because let's face it, if you win a feature from the pole on a one lane track against 12 cars, it's not the same as right. winning, you know, from third row against 20 cars for two grand to win or whatever. It's different. So we got to weigh them things in and, you know, just kind of looking at that from the outside, you know, just quickly on the top of my mind, Ward probably is the most impressive as far as that goes. Um, but you got to add a Searing, a Becker, you know, Arment, you know, some of them guys are in the mix too. So it's going to be interesting. We'll, we'll decipher that here in the coming weeks. And, it's not you know, going to we'll, be uh, easy. Talk, <laughs> no, we'll talk more about that. So, so Puka, that's our South Dakota region. And uh, I know Bert has uh, got just about all the numbers together for us there from Eastern Wisconsin. So I think next week we're going to talk, uh, I might talk with Bert. We'll talk about the Eastern Wisconsin guys, give them a little love over there. Sounds great. Looking forward to it. All right. Well, I'm Ryan Aho. That is Puka. We're the we're two thirds of the one to go show, talking some late model racings for the power rankings. So we'll be back at you soon.